0: Welcome to the Love Reaching Community's Sermon of the Week. For more information pertaining to the life of the church, please visit our website at lrcchurch.co.za. I told you guys there will be some family announcements. That's coming. I didn't lie to you to just get all of you to church. That's coming. But does anybody know who Heraclitus is? You do? Oh my gosh. Heraclitus. Is there a picture? Good looking, okay. All the single ladies? <coughs> He's taken. Literally taken. <laughs> Heraclitus. <laughs> no, it's not Trevor. Yes, sir. Brew, yeah. go take him. Yes, sir. <laughs> the, in- <laughs> the insult. My word. <laughs> Who's got their phones? Who's busy Googling? Only the young ones. Grace. <laughs> oh, Heraclitus. Put up his next quote, please. Has, has anybody ever heard that? I think in corporate you hear it plenty, isn't it? Hey? The only constant... In life is change. Now, we have given modern language to it because his Greek um, phrase was, was unpronounceable for an Afrikaans boy from Ranfanting. Maybe Nikki could help me out to Costa, but I see Nicky's here, but Costa isn't. He is the philosopher. <clears throat> Heraclitus. 567 B.C. Plato, been recorded quoting him. Amazing, eh? And uh, he had this theory about change is the only constant in life, and that is how nature evolves, and, 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 and. So I think some, maybe even some of the evolutionists can take then trace their roots back to, to Heraclitus. The only constant in life is change. What do we call it as Christians. Seasons. Hey, have you heard that? I'm in an interesting season. I've just come out of a busy season. I'm going into a real deep season with God. And journey is going to help me to navigate my next season. Am I the only one who's been in church that long that's heard this? And of course we get that from the Bible, isn't it? Where? ecclesiastes you want to open your bible ecclesiastes 3 i wonder when when last did you read the full portion of there's a time for who who can tell me they've read it recently yeah because there's some monstrous things in there it's rough let's open our bibles there Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Songs. So Ecclesiastes, for those that are Afrikaans, it's easy. Because in Afrikaans we call the book, Prediker, Preacher. And Ecclesiastes is the title that was given to the person that was speaking and instructing others. The preacher. Ecclesiastes, back to the Greek work and to the, the, um, I think the Latin when they translated it, they went to that. But it means to speak and instruct. And Ecclesiastes is probably known as a very, you know, sometimes optimistic, sometimes pessimistic. <laughs> and then it, 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 it vacillates between either good or bad. And you, you read it and you have this overall feeling of, is there any hope? Hey, is it not just me? And then, oh, everything is but a vapor, a breath. Hey, Meaningless. Ecclesiastes. But let me tell you, Ecclesiastes isn't meaningless. It is filled with truths and warnings and cautions and wisdom. So many people, because of the book's nature and the wisdom of it, they say that, uh, that Solomon wrote it, but we, we're not sure. They said it might have been written in his day and age and then translated in current language, and it has a, a bit of a feel of Hebrew and Aramaic and all of those things. But yeah. Ecclesiastes is Ecclesiastes. So when, re, let's read three from verse 1 to verse 8 together. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. It's not just to harvest what was planted. It is to pluck up. What was planted? Any gardener's among us, when the grass just will not grow, you have to rip it out, re-feed and nourish the soil and, and put it back. Farmers will tell you that sometimes they grow this and then they grow that because it nourishes the thing. A time to kill and a time to heal and make it a beautiful thing and say, yeah, we kill that nature that is not of God and we heal that which is of Him. But there was literally a time when they went to war and killed. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh like that one. A time to mourn and a time to dance. When last did you dance? Everybody thinks Molise and I can socky. We can't. We are not that Afrikaans. But we do have our bronze medal in, in Latin and in, in ballroom. So we can foxtrot the living daylights out of a song. But soki, we can't do. When last did you just dance? When did you put on the most? What was this morning? That song, the same Jesus. Isn't it incredible? You know, Alan, that used to lead this congregation, was there when it was recorded with Matt Redman. They are tight buddies. He was given an original LP of the new album from Matt. It's incredible. huh? I'm telling you, well led my brew and well picked. A time to dance, there's a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. It seems a bit harsh, doesn't it? What is the context of this? A time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak. Some of us need to learn to be silent, and some of us need to learn to speak. And when the time presents itself, we should obey. A time to love and a time to hate. How do you even make sense of that? Huh? A time to love. We are love-reaching communities. So what do we hate? Sin! (laughs) Oh time for war and a time for peace. Tell me, do you think some of these times can be at the same time? If we just take it into us, me, I can be at war and I can be at peace. I can mourn And I can dance, I can rejoice, and I can be sad. And sometimes families have those moments, don't they? Eh? There's a rejoicing and, and there's a mourning all at the same time. You know when it's most evident when we are at those points? is when there is Heraclitus, <laughs> the constant of change. Because as people, we don't like it when seasons change. We don't like it as change. Let's be honest. I am, I'm probably one of the most for-change people that I know. But still, it doesn't sit comfortably. What would you have thought this morning if I walked onto this stage with a scarf, my winter coat I got from Malisa's great uncle, boots with fur. <laughs> and I walk in this heat, it's going to be 29 degrees at 11 o'clock, they say. And I'm like, no, this is my favorite stuff. And you're like, dude, there is a hum around you. Take it off. But we walk like that sometimes holding on to the previous season. Who, who likes it after winter? When we go into summer. You love it. So the first day of summer, all of us are in our Kazis. Woohoo! Summer is here. No. It's like, oh no, we have to shake the winter bot. Get rid of that. There's preparation. Some of us go to those orange things, sunbeds, because some of us are dear hey, <laughs> inside joke. Happens, eh? Hey? There's preparation required for the next season, and when there are season changes, it is uncomfortable. The dictionary describes seasons as uh, the four divisions of a year in nature, marked by particular weather patterns. It says it's a period of year characterized by a particular climate. Um, so it is the rainy season, it is the harvest season, it is the monsoon season for those wanting to travel to India. Monsoon season, that's where it's used. A fixed time in the year when a particular sporting activity. It is cricket season. No, it's not. It's athletic season, hey? All of us are going to the athletic meets at the moment. And cricket. Swimming, swimming season, it's swimming season. In Afrikaans schools we never swam, so Moles and I can't do a length to save our lives. There's a time of the year when um, the particular fruit are there and then we all mourn it because it's no longer avo season. Can Hans Marenski please just do something? Avo seasons. There's another one where it's used, it's adopted by the English upper class, it says, for a series of fashionable social events. <coughs> it is the season. So we get Fashion Week from. And this season, who's in vogue? Those two ladies, maybe? Are you in season? No, you're not. Ah, oh, sorry, ne. No. That one maybe. Who's, who's Leopard Print was the previous season? Oh, it's so last season. It's past. Some of the Afrikaans ladies have always lived in leopard season. (laughs) But it also means this is the season. It is the proper appointed time for something. I don't walk up here. I was contemplating wearing slops today. Because it gets hot up here. You guys have the, the ventilation and the circulation of air there. But sorry, Fiorella. But... I don't. It's boiling up here, but I'm not dressed for the season. I'm dressed for, the, uh, for you guys. You're welcome. Another thing that season speaks of is they say, he was the most beautiful soul who walked with me for a season. And, and we all have those, those things where God has given us a person that just saw us through a season. That person that you could possibly sit with and moan and not be judged but walk away encouraged knowing that it's not all doom and gloom. Or that person that came alongside you and said, I understand what you're going through. I've also lost someone. And pretty much that's what grief share is about, for somebody to journey with you in your season of mourning. We have that, those people that come alongside us when, when there are new babies being born. And they are there for a season because I don't know what to do with this child. It will not stop screaming. And then you text those experienced mommies and they're there for the season. But soon the season is over. But some of us cling to those seasons, don't we? Because we love the predictability of it, the certainty of it. But Heraclitus knew it back then that the constant in life Is change, and then probably the last, but the most current in use word of the use, the word season is all of our little secret pleasures. Is the new season out yet? What is happening in season three? I'm on season two. The flash season three is kicking off. Is Iris still in it? She never left, I can tell you that. Spoiler alert. But we live for those little seasons. Season after season, we consume it. And guess what? We are just avoiding change because we are sitting on that couch Eating stuff and consuming season after season. But we use it as a church. There's a season that has come and a season that that will come. And this is the season. So before I go a little bit further into season, there is a particular lady that is with us that feels this season is over. And there's a couple with us who feels this season is over. So when I'm talking to you about that ugh, I'm happy but I'm sad I'm happy but I don't want to but I have to I know what I'm talking about but if you will allow me, Nick's, can you come to the front? Right here in the middle of the message Nikki came to me and said that she feels that God says she's um, she's going to move on various reasons you're going to move on yeah come on to stage and she's just she's going to talk to you guys thank you most of all but nix and bob were in this church for quite a while Uh, i spoke to her on friday you've been here 25 years hey because you joined two years or something after bob that's about it hey But she's at the school just across the road from us, and she runs across, and then I go, do you want your chai tea? And she's like, oh no, I need to prepare for the season. And sometimes we drink a chai tea together, and and most of the times it's just a big disappointment. Sorry to say. But Nick's have decided to move on. Now, we don't normally let everybody just, we don't honor them like this, but Nick and Bob were, with Tyrion and Laney in training for eldership and deacons in this church and served for long. Bob preached and Nikki preached. If you've ever had the opportunity to listen to her bring a word, you know that it's straight from God. She's able to hear him. And the beauty of Nikki is that she's able to articulate what he is feeling and saying so beautifully. But they have been in leadership at this church. And I'm going to have to delete her from a few groups <laughs> Which I sometimes just prolong and prolong and prolong, and then eventually they like, just rip the plaster off. It's time to go. But one of the people that we are saying cheers to today, not from a friendship, but from a being here, planted here, is Nick's. So there you go, my sis.
1: i always say that lrc inherited me when i got engaged to bob and uh yeah i can't believe it's so many years but it's encapsulated everyone anything anyone could ever hope and dream to imagine and to experience in a church Um, we came all gooey-eyed you know what you like when you get engaged and you get married and you have your hopes and you have your dreams and uh, and it was good. It was all so incredibly good. And I can't thank you guys enough. I can't thank you for this incredible experience and journey and adventure that it's been. Um, and we could not have been in any place or survived the last few years without LRC. And you people know, with all, you can't, you know with all your hearts that that is true. That uh, you walked a journey with us that no other church, I think, could have done better, and, um, and and you and you stuck with us. You stuck with us when we heard it'll be three and a half years. Boy, you were here, and alongside. And then when it landed up being twelve and a half years, you never wavered. Not for a minute did um, we feel unsupported, unloved, unencouraged, um, unprovided for. And, um, and really, um, Bob had absolutely everything he needed and the best of until the very end because of LRC Church. And I think the only reason I'm standing here today, loving God more than ever, in spite of his sovereignty and what his sovereignty sometimes allows in our lives, is because of LRC Church. Um, so it's been, a, it's been a year of wrestling for me, Uh, it's not been an easy time for me, but I have absolute peace um, about the decision. And um, yeah, I need to go and find new hopes and new dreams and almost a new identity of sorts. And I am extremely grateful that I'm still on the property next door because I know the family is still here. yeah. How do I even begin to say thank you? Uh, it has been incredible and I'll see you guys around.
0: Hold well on. Can you see what I mean with how she articulates things, eh? Hey? Just beautifully. Please bring it up, Martinette. You wanted it? Yes you did. She said to me. Twenty five different color balloons. <laughs>
1: I didn't ask for the balloons. He said to me, he's giving me a balloon for every year. What, what <laughs> color do I want? I said, I want 25 different colors. So don't...
0: <laughs> there you go, Nikki. <laughs> so after the service, we will be praying for Nikki, and all I can say is find the balloons. <laughs> but maybe just out Vaughn, just keep her down, otherwise she's going to float up like that. <laughs> that story. <laughs> I love you, (laughs) Nix. Off you go. (laughs) Be careful what you wish for. Can you understand what I say? There are season changes, and we know it's in God, but it's sad. It is so, so sad. But the only constant in life is change. I want to go quickly, and I want to say, who determines the seasons in our lives? pardon, I can't hear you. Yet some of us think we do. How many people have had friends that left the country and you said to them, did God say you must go? No, but I want a better future for my kids. Who's who's got that? Does that mean when there's a better future elsewhere for your kids, then that's the season that you go into? Just asking for a friend? We are confused. God determines the seasons of our lives. When you said, Lord, I accept you as Lord and Savior, that is what you have committed your life to. Now, some of you are thinking, I want to rethink my decision. Listen to what the Bible says in Genesis 1 14. And God said, Let there be light in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years and let them be light in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth and so it was. The very design of nature through God was that there would be change, there would be seasons. Now, of course, there's predictability in the seasons. We know that after spring, summer comes, and after summer, autumn comes, which I just think is the most incredible, incredible season here in Joburg. We know this. But who is the instructor and the designer of seasons? It's God. Psalm 104, verse 19 says, He made the moon to mark the seasons, and the sun knows it's time for setting. He is the the designer of seasons, but isn't it safe to know that He holds it all? He holds our seasons. Next, He holds you. It's going to be tough walking into a church where you know no one. Just remember, you can do it. You're Greek. And if nothing else, make a noise. He is with you. He 's going to carry you he's going to open the doors he's going to guide you into the new season And then of course, in Acts one verse seven it's the account of Jesus being taken up in heaven and they're standing there and they are overwhelmed and happy that they saw their Lord and that he's now in his resurrected but sad because he's gone. And what happens is it says it's not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. It takes seasons out of nature and it brings it into our context that there will be different seasons. There was a season for Jesus to come as man. But hallelujah, there was a season for him to be resurrected and ascend back into heaven and claim dominion and power for us. Authority for us, identity for us, restoration with the Father for us. We are living in that season and lo and behold, this season is going to change again because it says, all eyes will see the return of our King. It's going to happen. The season is coming and it's coming soon. Where is that scripture that I had? It said, This Jesus who was taken up from you in heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. What are the marks of the season that we are in at the moment? The season of God for us and for LRC, I want to say it's a season of expectation, of almost pregnancy, where there is no certainty of, of what we are busy with, but all of us know God is at work. We know this, we've got a collective excitement and there's a newness and a freshness in the air and we we look at the people around us that we can go and testify and witness to and the the buildings are being built and there's this beautiful thing like a pregnant woman that says, oh, can this child just come already? And I don't know, is it a boy, is it a girl? But it's life! (laughs) Or maybe that's just me. I I hope all the elders are at least with me because you're... (laughs) It's a season of change. It's, it's, it's a season of newness, of excitement, of growth, of expectation. The only thing that falls on us, if God determines the season, is for us to recognize the season and to respond appropriately. So I'm really not trying to stall during worship When we are creating space for you as an individual to hear His voice. And for us collectively to fast and deprive ourselves of such yumminess. To hear His voice and His strategy. Uh, We're not trying to fill time. We're trying to prepare us together to hear Him. So that we can recognize the season. And so that our response will be appropriate. Who heard the voice of God this morning? Please go and write it down like Mary did and cherish it in your heart because based on this, he's going to reveal more and speak more and speak more. And we that heard him this morning are the custodians and we stand in the gap so that everyone can hear him in this place, in, in their lives. Is that all right? Can I do that? Can I charge you collectively? Well, some of you say, yes. Okay, cool. Bananas. What happens? What happens? What happens? Let's mosey on. When we recognize the season, there's planning and there's preparation that happens. What happens to Noah? God says, I'm going to wipe out the people. Here are the plans. Now walk in it. And he gets ridiculed by those around him. People are laughing at us because LRC, what are they God is busy preparing our hearts so that when people walk in here of all class, all economic status, all color, all language, all socioeconomic status, all all genders, all preferences, that we are ready to at least present them with Jesus Christ, the lover of our souls, the one who redeems us, restores us and makes us new. So let them ridicule. Let people question, but what are you busy with? We are busy with our Lord and our Savior, just like, Moses, uh, like Noah was. Another thing that happens is in the life of Solomon, there's the recognition of, of David's season that's over. Yes, he passed away a few hours later, but he charges Solomon and he says, My son, listen to this in 1 Kings 2. When David's time drew near, he commanded Solomon, he's saying to his son, I am about to go the way of all earth. Be strong and show yourself a man, and keep charge of the Lord. Lord your God, walking in the ways and keeping His statutes, His commandments, His rules, and His testimonies as it is written, that you may prosper in all you do and wherever you turn. We recognize the season and we go to God's design. We don't do it our own way. We don't walk in it our own way. We don't do it because there's a better future for our kids, I'm sorry to say. We do it because God says this is the season. And this is the place. We ask for wisdom. We ask for God. Can I ask you to open your Bible in Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 to 14? It's a chunky portion and we're going to read it all because it prefaces the the next thing and the next announcement. What we do when we recognize the season that God is calling us to and explaining to us, Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 to 14. Is we let go of the control we have and we submit to His way. Are you there? Okay, well I've got a contingent here. Follow me if you please. And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your cattle, the increase of your herds and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket, your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. It carries on, but I want to say again, read it with the preface that says, And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God... The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before you. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your barns and in all you undertake. And he will bless you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a people holy to himself as he's sworn to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. And all the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will make you abound in prosperity, in the fruit of your womb, in the fruit of your livestock, in the fruit of your ground, within the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give you right here in Lumbro Park. The Lord will open to you his good treasury, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the works of your hand, and you shall lend to many nations but you shall not borrow. 13 and 14, and the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And we as Christians often quote this, but it comes, and if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, and the Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you shall go up and not down, and if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, being careful to do them, and if you do not turn aside from any of the words that I command you today to the right hand or to the left to go after other gods to serve them, you will be blessed. When we recognize the season change of God, obedience to his voice brings forth the blessing that sometimes makes the anguish of the season change tolerable. Because we all know joy will come in the morning, but sadness is real. And on that note, we have more family news. Terry and Lainey will be moving on from LRC. It's a sad thing for me. They're my friends. We have journeyed together. When did you guys join? 1980, 89, 88. They have been in some form part of this church. They've seen many lead elders, they've seen many names. The Doza Waverly New Covenant. LRC, London Road, Love Region Communities, and they've seen lead elders. Now, let me tell you, when you have been here and you've been on staff, Terry will still stay our principal, our executive head, sorry, executive head at the school, still our man in the camp because the character is the character. Lainey's life is going to change a bit more. We have all skirted around the office (laughs) and just, hi Lenny, hi Lenny. Because it's been sad. What has made it possible is knowing that our friends hear his voice and you are walking in obedience to your dad. The most comfortable thing would be to just stay. I know this. We will journey together, and we will pursue new ground and new ways, and old ways, and in God, it's the most comfortable. But I honour you today for being obedient to God, and like two true champs, they have shown us how to walk in God's way. Even now that they are leaving us, they are showing us how to walk. In His way, obey His voice. It has been a journey. They didn't just wake up on Tuesday morning and say, Toodles, check your we out. They've pursued counsel, input, wisdom. Ask God, can I put out another fleece? <laughs> another fleece. Oh Lord, just once more, another fleece. And the season changes upon us. I have had a trusted confidant and an even keel in in Terry where he has calmed me down. Johan, but I think you just need to calm down a little bit before you make this decision. (laughs) The steady hand of experience on my life. And I'm so grateful for that. I would just rush across the field and say, Terry, I need some time, need some perspective. Sorry, you guys are my captured audience. But that's what he's been to me. In years, in experience, in character, he outclasses me. And yet he allowed me the privilege of leading him. And I do count it a privilege, thank you. And then Lanes, as a sister, as a mother in this house, as a theologian, as an intellectual, we have sparred, we have debated, we have disagreed, we have agreed. We have fought many journeys together. I will sincerely, sincerely miss the closeness of your perspective. I will. So the 1st of March, we will be honoring them. It's a Sunday afternoon, 5.30 to 7. Open invite to everyone. It's an honor, an honoring of Terry and Laney. If you don't mind, join us. Uh, there will be some people that we'll invite, maybe from far places. We don't know. We'll see. But it will be a time for us to celebrate them as a couple, but also to rejoice that our God still speaks and we get to obey and slipstream with Him. All right. So Terry Lane and I are going to speak today. It's a big moment. But they will be here afterwards, answer any questions or a hug and a kiss and a cry and a whatever. Come, honor them. They are worth it. They are faithful servants and they've been faithful in this place. All right. Let's give them a round. I'm bringing this back to us as LRC. We are the living stones that God has planted in this building, in this area, for this time. For some of us, you are walking around with your winter coat and summer has come. Can we please shed it? That means you have to step out of your comfort zone and the familiarity of the previous season and step into the next. You know how easy it is to do that? We had somebody at our house the other day, and the girl is sitting there, and her dad says to her, are you going to swim? She says, I've got a costume on. There's water. I'm going to swim. And I thought, can we all just live with that absolute abandonment of control and submission to God? He's my dad, he speaks, I hear, let's do it. Why not? So, your season of sitting complacently is up. Summer has come. There's a new season. Are you with me? Excellent. Father, we thank you that in you, all seasons are secure, even though they are different, because you are the Lord of the seasons. And God, we thank you that we can celebrate family and and miss them, but entrust them into your keeping. We thank you, Father, that LRC is alive and kicking, ready to bear fruit and walk in the season that you have called us to. May each and every one feel the new season upon them, recognize your voice, and maybe be quick to respond. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the Love Reaching Community's Sermon of the Week. For more information pertaining to the life of the church, please visit our website at lrchurch.co.za.